I don't know about you guys, but Wednesday night and the NHL draft cannot come soon enough. I am super excited for this day to come, but I've had it. I've had it. I'm, I've had enough with the waiting. I've had enough with the speculations, the constant rumors, the, the, the fucking nonsense that goes on within this fan base. It's exciting. It's fun. It's hilarious at times, too. But I just want this shit to be over and done with. I just want this to be over and done with, boys. We've been patiently waiting, what, since September since last for, year? Since forever. <laughs> since, since, the, Joey. since the lottery draft? That's that's when I started the countdown. So oh, right. uh, no, I'm saying no. we knew that this class would have been, you know, something that we haven't seen in a long time. At you know, it's gonna be for it's a gonna few be, years now. Oh my god, so. it's gonna be great! But uh, hey, this is something we haven't done. I think since we started this podcast, we're recording on a Sunday, not even afternoon, a Sunday morning. <laughs> And and there's no curfew. And there's no curfew. There's there's no curfew. There's no darkness. It's it's like there's there's, there's light behind life, me. Life went the right direction, I guess. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to a brand new episode of the Curfew Boys. It's the 2023 draft preview episode. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. Click like and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. This episode's going to be exciting. To those on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, gentlemen, it's, uh, it's, uh, well, let me introduce Seth. There's myself, Sammy, with Joey, Chris, and Zook. Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, boys. Happy Sunday uh, late morning. Uh, a little bit unusual considering um how we always go about our podcast but uh this is joey's idea by the way figure we record this sunday early uh, late sunday morning uh if you're listening to this now on sunday it's released duh uh gives uh gives our listeners and our viewers time to you know to digest our opinions and our thoughts before wednesday night the big night the 2023 NHL entry draft in Nashville. Before we get there, I want all of you to know, all of the listeners and all the viewers, letting you guys know that on Wednesday, we will be doing a NHL draft live episode on YouTube, pending that there are no technical difficulties, pending that I don't fuck this up. We will be live on YouTube, the six of us. It's going to be a Curfew Boys full house episode. Anthony and Adri, if you're listening to this, you need to be there, okay? I don't care if you have wives. I don't care if you have kids. You need to be there, okay? Make sure you RSVP your night on YouTube live for the NHL entry draft. I can't wait for that. Seriously, that's going to be fucking hilarious and fun and I can't wait till it's over and we start uh, either bashing or praising Hughes because it's gonna be a. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. I, I, you know what, Joey? I think all of us, the five of us, cannot wait to see your reaction more than anything. And it's honestly, we need to prep our 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 audience, our our viewers. We need to prep that because I, I mean, if there's one person I'm worried about in all of this, it's you, Joey. Yeah, I, I I could go nuts, but I mean, no, I'll, you I'll will try to go keep nuts. It, you know, you will, but but the thing I'll, is, I'll you, keep, well, I think you'll go nuts either in a good way or in a bad way. I don't see anything being bad though. 
<laughs> Joey froze. Boom, Joey. <laughs> Joey, froze. Joey froze. Joey froze in uh, in the state of madness. Oh my <laughs> god, okay. Joe, Joe, I don't know if you hear us, but uh, fix your shit and uh, <laughs> I get back to us ASAP. It's okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, here, here, here. This is this is what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a coffee when you see that face? It's there okay, Joey. There he is. Okay, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll yeah, be back. So... Okay, well look. Uh listen. Oh, it didn't take that long. We're not editing this, by the way. Hey, no. Joey. My my laptop <laughs> decided to fall back asleep, I guess. That's mm. that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Joey. Yeah, so I'll as like I said, I'll try to keep it civil. I mean, obviously I'll no, be no, go not civil, but dude, go all out, man. Come no, on. No. This is this is a podcast. Okay. We don't okay. Okay. throw in all your face painted, face yeah. painted, dude, brave heart. Oh my god. Just I prepare to be shattered. Like, I want you to look like William Wallace. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get let's get started. It's the Curfew Boys draft preview. So the, the 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 two main guys within this business I really listen to I definitely listen to Bob McKenzie and I do listen to Craig Button. Okay, I I know a lot of people don't. I know a lot of people say he's wrong. It, it's, it's it's sometimes he is a, a hit or miss, but Bob McKenzie is my top guy, and so he finally you know he released his final draft rankings, and the obvious. There's no debate about it. Connor Bedard is going in at number one. And, you know, fucking Chicago. Like, well, they had their moments. They get they they drafted a Patrick Kane and a Jonathan Taves. Now they're gonna get to draft another elite fucking forward. Like who who do you think deserved number one? Like what I think franchise much, do you think needed? Montreal Canadians? Like okay. yeah. besides us. Apart, I think Joey uh I was expecting the Anaheim Ducks to get the first overall pick. Yeah. I was really surprised. Chicago uh, jumped what three? Yeah, so, no, I, yeah, it's right. Like, like I was expecting the Ducks. Yeah, no, I thought shower, had yeah. the Ducks drafted Bedard, man, they're fucking Mason lined. Mason McTavish they're lined up. They're Mason lined Mc- up. Mason McTavish was was hoping for that because don't forget they, no, they, they 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 won they won gold. Um, in the in the world juniors, not the, yeah, that's not right. this year. And and apparently he was texting Bedard like every time they lost, like we're yeah. one step closer. One also, step closer. also Columbus. I, I I could have seen Columbus and Bedard for a long time, like being you know the franchise player in Columbus. Make it Patrick Light. Can you imagine Patrick Liney, Goudreau, and Dude. and uh, Dude. and Connor Bedard? They're another team who are slated for like like. I wouldn't have mind San, like San Jose. Ten years uh, next time. I want to know Bedard, San Jose. Bedard in San Jose, really? No, not 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 the fit or just. In I general. don't see San Jose. Like, I think San Jose is a is a team that you know they haven't had no. somebody since to me since uh, what is it Marlon and Thornton? It's it's been a while Marlo, now. Thornton, Pavelski, Pavelski, uh, yeah. Pavelski is is like great, but is he like? Com- is he like Dude, that? He's, I know, never that Thornton, Bedard, Marlowe level. I, I don't know. He was always that good supporting cast of it. To me, he was never the one yeah. to lead the team. So yeah. it would have been know. nice San Jose or Jonathan Chichu. For one season. I remember that. For yeah. one season. All because of, it was the year that Thornton had like 10 goals and 120 assists. Well, that's the thing. And and Thornton wasn't drafted. He was acquired, he, he was acquired by trade. So 
I don't know. Oh yeah, for the that's sharks. an organization yeah, yeah, that, that I don't see any. I I don't know how I don't it still know. exists. It's, it's a weird, weird. No, weird but that's what I said. It's a team that de- kind of deserves it. They've been starving for that for yeah. a while. Same with Anaheim. Someone like Chicago, to me, they don't have the market though. See, fucking Batman. If you were to fix no, anything, right? it would have yeah. been a Chicago for sure because of the I'm sheer size beyond, of the market. Beyond market, to me, Chicago yeah. does not deserve the number one overall. I'm sorry. Everything hmm. that's happened to them, having the three cup dynasty. Well, having yeah. uh Kane, Taves, and all those guys. It is a lottery, though, right? So sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes you're lucky bad people win. Not, eh? It's what it is. This, this <laughs> is know? why I, I think I prefer the NBA lottery. I don't know if you know how it works, but this is why I prefer the hmm. NBA. Well, they look, see how many number one were didn't get the, no, didn't okay. get the uh, number one didn't get the first overall. So uh, Chicago was third last. They got it. I get it. But the chances. Uh, the NBA lottery, it's a little more even and spread out. So you don't have to tank for last. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. a 14% chance from the top three. And then it's like mm-hmm. 12 and a half. And then like 10, you know, it's a lot closer. And you don't have to tank to to be last to have that. Which, that that's interesting. Which I think I'm not the, sure. the league's going to go towards that sort of model eventually. I'm pretty sure. I, I believe it should because yeah. it, it prevents it make sense. Exactly. If the league wants to stay a top league and be very competitive until about 82 games... That's the only way to do it. Chris, I know you're you're pondering some thoughts. Sorry, Chris, go there, for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 25% uh, in... to, uh, I think it's 14 or 13 Same. is a massive difference from yeah. first to second in NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, let's say the range. Like, I like, I would like for, let's say, the bottom five or six teams because I understand where you guys are going with. You want to reduce um, the target of, let's say, tanking. You want to, uh, you want to, discourage teams from tanking but i think let's say you have it closer as you're mentioning i think that's a great idea but i still think that you know the middle bottom middle teams they shouldn't have a fantastic opportunity to be drafting first overall or in the top three overall i I still think you do have to help out the teams that are going to be continuously finishing at the bottom so i'd say i stand in between what you're saying and what we see right now percentages like your your percentage chances closer but you still let's say favor the bottom four five maybe six yeah yeah that's what the nba does as well but it's just it's closer that that's the model i think i prefer makes it more exciting too and like like i said because teams at the end of the year it's the only sport where teams want to lose at the end of the season really oh look at anaheim yeah Mm -hmm. Anaheim, well, Chicago, all these teams were they were bad all year. I get it, but oh they were God, exceptionally yeah. bad at the end. And you well, Anaheim lost thirteen. Anaheim just, just yeah, it's just Anaheim was just like That's yeah, insane. we're we're, yeah, we're it, done with it, the season. It yeah. it affects the it affects you know teams that are making playoffs because of course be, besides Pittsburgh messing up, I get it. <laughs> it it affects team. I know I know players don't want to tank. I get it, but there's still that that sense of like we can be last or management wanting to tank and trying to make it everything possible to do it. And I don't know. Yeah. You see you bring up massive losing streaks at the end and, and it just affects teams like teams. It, it kind of worked out for Florida because they had Chicago beat Pittsburgh, but mm. most of the time, like a playoff team doesn't lose to those bottom feeder teams close to the end of the season. Mm. So I, I don't know. I would like to see the model revamp, but it is what it is. And Chicago doesn't deserve number one. So, if we continue on Bob McKenzie's list, he has Adam Fantilli at number two, Leo Carlson, number three, Will Smith at number four, and at number five, 
the Montreal Canadiens pick, Matvey Mishkov. Hmm. I like this list. I don't know. I and I and and I think it's pretty reasonable. I mean, if you look, let's six, seven, eight. He has Ryan Leonard, Dalibor Dvorsky, and David Reinbacker at the at number eight. And honestly, the the more the more we the more we, I guess you know you read you read some things that come out on Twitter. You list some rumors here and there. The sure bet is Connor Bedard, but then after that, from two to five, it's it's still kind of up in the air. It seems like like not many people think Fantilli is going to pick second. Some people think Anaheim's going to pick Mishkov instead. So I think that's what's going to happen. Really? You think, you you think, think Mitchkov is going to go number two? So my thing is Bedard, Mitchkov, Will Smith, mm-hmm. Leo Carlson. Oh, my God. You're okay, think, so, you're, so you're Duke saying Fantilli's dropping to five. No. You think Fantilli's dropping to five? Duke wow. is in fantasy land. He's, he next. wants to have to get Fantilli. I, I don't think that happens. But hey, it's a hmm. There's lots, lots of, of rumblings going on that it's not what – most people think the draft order. There might be trades. There might be uh, people going down that you think are going to be going up. Well, there's lots of trades There's going to be now, a lot of things. We'll get to that later. It's not going to be a straightforward uh, Bedard, uh, Fantilli, what do you think, what's been said for the last five months. There's <laughs> going to be some change, I'm pretty sure. And it's, you know, it has nothing to do with the skill of the player. It might have to do with their interviews, their, their characters, their, their, their upbringing, their, all that kind of shit's going to factor in that. And teams are conscious about this stuff too nowadays. So, okay. Well, you know, to that to that point, Zook, um, I find it so interesting because especially if you're looking at the Ducks and you're looking at the style of players that they have, like with especially, uh, I'm always going to direct myself for for Anaheim. The first player you think about is Trevor Zegers. Zegers, there you go. And and, yeah. and and you look at the type of style that they play, like how Exciting. much would a would an overwhelmingly talented player like Mishkov possibly fit in. Exactly, and I know that you don't want all the same type of player. I know that you might want to have that big centerman like Fantilli, but I do see the logic behind making the claim that a guy like Mishkov could very much fit into uh, to a lineup as. But such. I, I think so too. Yeah. How exciting would would that team be? Like, yeah, flash wise in L.A. or whatever, California. Perfect market <laughs> to, for that fucking player, dude. Well, because don't forget, Zegers is a center, Chris, huh? Yeah, that, that but he can play wing. Wing. Yeah, wing. He yeah, can, he can play, play wing as well. But that's but that's mm, the, like mental. that's the thing that I'm I'll also go to Zook's point and um sorry because I'm just stealing all of Zook's points are building upon them, but <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it's the off season. I don't know if it's because nobody nobody's getting the advertising money that they they, they want to be getting because it's the off season, but it seems as though you hear rumblings of both like Guaranteed, Fantilli's gonna go second, or Fantilli's gonna slide down. Mishkov is gonna get picked uh, very early. No, he might slide down to eighth or ninth in Washington with Ovechkin. That would be ah, some beautiful story. No, like no. people, no, I know he won't. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying it's like clickbait season. If there's ever it's a true. period during the year mm-hmm. that the most fucking shit is just getting thrown at the wall, and hope these people are hoping that it sticks well fuck it's it's right now it's true and it's, I'm, it's I'm annoying a, i'm a believer in uh in people just saying things to make guys drop let's say and to kind of mess around with the order mitch Goff, for example um the scout in washington a washington scout was talking about how horrible it was to like scout him 
And like, I think he's saying all this bad shit against Mitchkov. To me, my theory is because he wants him to drop rather than anything else. But he's a scout for Washington. And then the, the projection is he drops, he's going to go to Washington. But why say all this? And then there's, you know, there's thoughts of him going to Washington. I think it's for that reason. And it's pure strategy. It, exactly. It is, yeah. Like it he, does, he can is. go anywhere from two to eight. And then you look yeah. at what we're saying with Fantilli. I've even heard things that if they don't pick Fantilli Anaheim, they may even go Leo Carlson because he plays wing. So maybe they'll put Carlson on the wing. So they're, I, I don't know. I don't think um, anything that is said about Montreal and other teams that I know Montreal, if anything proves what it was last year, it's exact opposite because everyone had right going to Montreal and yeah, was just really turned it around and went to Slavkovsky. So, so here, here's my thing. Like, Hughes made it known that he really likes Will Smith. There's the connection there within the Boston area. Um, Smith is going to. Oh my God, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go double check it, but he is going to Michigan, right? He's going to the NCAA. I don't know if he's going to Michigan or um, or or. Uh, oh my God, sorry, I'm having a I'm having a memory blank here. But he he's going to one of the universities within yes. the within the Massachusetts area. If, if you guys, if anybody here wants to research it, I'm looking at now. So, yeah. so, so, so look, can't use made it known that he likes Will Smith. And, and I mean, why not? Boston like, college. Ah, there you go. There you go. I, 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 I know it was, I, I know it wasn't Boston He's university, but right. he made it known, but I think that's still a strategy, Fuck. but at the end of the day, it's, it's a it bit is. of like, it, it's a, it's, it's a bit of like, if I don't get the player I really want, which might be Mitchkov or yeah. anybody else above, I'm going to be happy with Will Smith. And, 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 and me personally, as a Habs fan, I'm happy with either or. Will Smith, I, 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 I swear to God, I'll be – dude, Will Smith, if, if you guys – if anybody watched the under-18 uh, world uh, – not the World Juniors, but the under-18 World Championship Tournament – he was the best player, Will Smith. Twenty oh, no, points, no. twenty He's points in seven games. Insane, man. Insane. He was unbelievable, unreal. So he's a future elite top centerman. Yeah, but so but I think but, having okay. two goals in your team. What the fuck? So what more so, do you need? so here's the thing. It's like if I know, and I know we're all we're all kind of getting um, used to the fact that Kirby Doc might be the number two centerman on this team. But I truly think if you have if you have Nick Suzuki and Will Smith as a one A one B, yeah, yeah. Like you're you're. No, but there's also flexibility. If the Habs are still in thousand percent, right? Uh, thousand percent. You have a lot of things to fall back on, right? Somebody gets injured at center. Well, you could put the okay. You put Doc there. There you go. Yeah. So there's fuck. And, that's insane. So so here's my but but again, <clears throat> I truly believe okay. the Canadians want Mishkov, and now Mishkov okay. in New York and. According to, I think, his agent or somebody on hockey Twitter, Mishkov is meeting at least the top 10 yeah, of teams. Of course. He's going to be, he's gonna be interviewing. He's, gonna be get, he's getting interviewed by them. Absolutely. Of course. Um, let me add something that Joey is not going to be um, too happy about. <laughs> and, and it's not like to buzz balls or, or anything. And I'm not even sure that the Habs are going to go this route. But lately, the last few days, I've been, I've been looking at videos and reading interviews between Reinbacher and mm. and a lot of the North American news outlets. And okay, I'm not saying the Habs are gonna pick this way, but I really liked the way the kid 
spoke and he held himself in the conversation. Sorry. Screw the way he's Let me say something, Joey. There's something with European players that come from towns that weren't hockey towns that they have to prove themselves, right? They're role models within their small fucking towns. That's huge. To come to North America, to the top of the league in a top 10 round uh, pick within this draft class is huge, right? So like he may not be the best fucking yeah, elite yeah. D-man, but I think the potential with the current organization staff that we have with uh, Mario St. Louis, with Kent Hughes, Gorton, they see things a little different. They might, he might fall in line with the Canadians. Zook, if you want to watch him, they, it will be a nice Netflix documentary, but not on the Habs. Like watch him in his saying. backstory. I'm not saying that they're going to pick him, but up. I really like the way he spoke to He reminded me of like a, of like a, like, I, I don't think he, it's not that I wouldn't want Ryan Backer. A lot of the top eight or nine picks are, are supposed but, to be solid prospects. Just, yeah. Why would we go after defensemen? I'll tell you why. So what's the problem with the Canadians' long-term goal? We always said it was goaltending, right? So if that's going to be an issue, then stack up your D-men. Make that sh- sh- sure. And then you get a forward. It's not hard to, you to still get need a goalie goalie in two, three years. Yeah, you still need a goalie win a cup. But I, yeah. I think we're, we're, we're not – I'm not going to say stack, but we're – we seem not set on defense, but we don't we, have a right seem guy. okay. Like it's the, hard. the right side is still right a bit side, up yeah. in the air, and he's a transition fucking he, man, right? So our, our prospects pool of defensemen, regardless of side, is much greater than our forwards, and mm-hmm. obviously our goaltending. That's very true. And the forwards are just not. I'm not gonna say massively clear, but there's just to me there's just another level of some of the top seven to eight forwards rather than having a Rhinebacker. It's Look, just, I don't know. It mm-hmm. seems too It seems too safe for me. It's and safe, I don't believe I'm the only sure. one that's saying it. No, but it's I safe. feel like it's, it's too safe. But like I'm saying, it's not a bad pick because, dude, his role model is Roman Yossi. Like, that's fucking and, sick. And he, might be an, and, and he might be a bit of a Moritz Sider type of defense. Sider too. So, and he's young and he's already six foot. He's about like 185 pounds. Wait, wait till he fucking develops. But then again, I'm not sure if they're going to pick him. But still, I'm. He would be the first D-man pick, though. He's, he's the best. He's the best defenseman. Yeah. In he's going to be the first D-man, and history shows they don't go past five. So, see, I like another defenseman that I think can do just as well. It's kind of a sleeper. I'm forgetting his name. It's yes. actually a Russian prospect. Uh, he was rated what 11th or something like that. No, he's uh, not. Talk- he, you're he not. You're a- not talking about Sandin uh, Pelik, are you? No, 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 not even. I I will find his name and I'll come back to you. But it's a it's a Russian prospect. I'm forgetting his name now that I was looking at earlier, and he kind of enticed me. He could be somebody you could pick with the 31st pick. He might if he drops like you know a few mm. a few spots. I'm gonna get to the 31st pick later, but go, Joy. Yes, uh, I I know who you're you're gonna mention, but I, it's just to say. But I don't know. Top five. I don't. I do not think we should trade up. Nor down. I think no. we should just be it's smart. It's not gonna happen. No, it's not gonna happen. But if if we trade down, oh no, I, Joe, we said it. I'm gonna lose my shit. We said it depends though. Like I, what, I won't what, be what, happy no, if no, we. What trade would up. they be getting though to trade down? Right There's now, no way. again, nobody knows anything. Right, everyone's speculation. Unless they want like a big linebacker. You're <laughs> if, they, if they move down, they'll be getting um, an extra first that is higher okay. than their thirty first, which. Got it. It. Again, it's fine, but you won't get mm. one of so the eight and what, like twenty? Some bullshit. Exactly. Ah, which I don't like that. 
No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm really going to top five no, no, it's no, to, to trade. No, no, the no, only no. digestible thing for me is if you really, again, it will still upset me because you're passing on one of the top five yeah. is if you draft maybe Benson. Benson is reminding me a bit of, of Mitch. He's giving me Mitch Marner vibes. Mm, That's something smaller. that we could. Yeah, he's correct. That he's something we could certainly. He's actually the best passer in the draft. Yeah, so, he's, he's very, he's very good. Yeah. Again, would he would he be my first choice? No, but it would be digestible. But if you go with someone like Leonard or Reinbacker, I don't know. We have we drafted a Safkowski type power forward. Leonard, I know they're saying they give it gives Matthew Kachuk vibes. Yeah, but he's he only six foot though. Like he's exactly. Uh, he's, I even read five eleven. No, I got to play like feet. Matthew Kachuk at five eleven. There's a problem. Mm. That's that's Brendan Gallagher type uh, play. He's, look, at, at he's breaking apart. He's injury prone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go, Chris. Look, um, I'm just going to reiterate some of the things that you guys have said. I don't think we're moving. I really no. I don't think we're in a losing position. No matter who we get at five, we're, we're talking about those after after Bedard, of course. The other four players that we have are Bob McKenzie and most of the scouts have as top five. I don't think we're in a losing position whether or not we draft any single one of them. I mean, if you look like Mishkov, it's just there's an overwhelming amount of talent and we haven't seen him that much. He could be a huge surprise with a major upside. Leo Carlson, big guy, can play both center and wing. So again, uh, you guys brought it up before with Kirby Doc. Like I think that's such an asset to have, especially if a, a key centerman goes down, that you have somebody who can just slot into that easily, number two position. Yep. So that's great. So, again, Leo Carlson there. Will Smith, uh, I think, again, immense amount of talent, uh, easily 1A or 1B uh, center uh, for us. Connections to Kent Hughes and then Fantilli, don't even get me started. Just I think yeah. I think we'd be blessed to be able to draft that guy Although I don't, I don't think that happens. So no matter what, Canadians are in a winning position, and I don't see the logic of giving away something when you're no matter what going to be winning at the spot. To that point, though, to that point, if you can have, and and this is just my opinion, I don't want to go down. I think those players. I think you have, I don't want to say generational players, but you have potentially franchise players with those four, uh, with those four guys. However, if you can still get a player like Benson, if you can still get a Rhinebacker and get, let's say, a top 15, if you can get a top 10 and top 15 with that fifth pick, I would do it because you're getting, let's say, two players in the top 15. And that's, again, to me, as much as you might have a superstar player, fuck, if you could get, a, if you could get a, a star defenseman, you Depth. can get a star, a star forward, maybe not a superstar, but if you could get two star players and you're satisfying two problem. positions, fuck, I'm, op- I'm open that, to that's that. Our, that's our problem, Chris. You said it. You get a star player, but not a superstar. That's all we have are stars. Yeah. We, don't like, have a, like, we haven't had an 85-point player since Vincent Lafus. Mm-hmm. I will stress this until fucking the end of time. Like We have not had... A guy who has hit more than 85 points since Vincent Lafus, which is what now almost 30 years yeah. at least. Yeah. And you know, here's and that's and, pathetic. And and let me let me let me just say this though. You're gonna need that superstar to be part of the core that's right now in terms of the young players. Nick Suzuki, 
You have Caulfield. They're for sure going to make Doc. They're going to make they're going to make Doc part of that young core of forwards. And then the hope is Slavkovsky becomes that lives up to the expectation on, on as a first overall. Now, I get it. It's a bit of a weaker draft, but you, you, you know what I mean? If to me, I feel like if you're trading down for another for two more picks that you could pick another two forwards that are more or less the same caliber, you could look at it as oh, it might be balanced. But for me, I still think you need that one player that's a, a notch above potentially above exactly that and and that's what that's what we want as our as our top six and you add in a josh anderson there who's the number six guy that's the veteran to kind of you know help yeah, yeah help yeah. guide these these young he's also kids. a good leader though anderson man like, he, he truly is and then after that the bottom the bottom six the bottom six you worry about that with guys like you know like like the rafael harvey pernard types uh, you know, eventually, Perfect. who knows? You know, it's like you, the way things are going. If we don't trade Owen Beck for somebody we shall we won't we won't name, you know, he's gonna have a bit of that young bottom six role too. But he might slide into. Uh, I, I don't want to use the word I, that core, but I forget about Owen Beck. Eh, I forgot about that's, Owen that's, Beck. That's the, that's the So like, so so here, so so let's throw this out there. Let, let let's say we draft Will Smith. By the way, Craig Button has. This, the exact same as Bob McKenzie, except he just switched uh, Mishkov and Smith. Smith. Yeah. He he has Mishkov at number four, and Will Smith at number five. This is Craig Button. Whereas McKenzie, as, as a reminder, had Smith at four, Mishkov at five. So, if they do draft Will Smith, this is what the potential, uh, the 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 depth at center is going to look like: Suzuki at one, Smith at two, or one A one B. I think you could have Owen Beck as a number three, and then if Jake if Jake Evans is still with us, or you get a, a, a veteran forward, a, a veteran centerman to again, kind of like a wow. Nate Thompson, a Nate Thompson type, but, but yeah, but younger, uh, like a center. character type player, veteran character type, you know, yeah, that yeah. can help that can help guide the younger that's player a little bit. You know what I mean? So, fuck, that's now, a here's the thing. So, so 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 that's the thing. If if the Canadians are drafting Will Smith, then you know they have they have their, but that means uh, I guess, Kirby Doc's going to stay winger. Oh, hundred percent. You okay, put Kirby okay. Doc on that top line with Suzuki Caulfield. Yeah. They were destroying That's, it before yeah, before okay. injuries started happening. Mm. However, if the Canadians select Mishkov, if he's available, then you know Doc is going to be your number two centerman or your one B centerman. What? <sighs> Imagine that line. Not necessary. Not necessary. Uh, you know what? Again. I, I'm going to say this. I, I don't think we're moving. I don't want to play devil's advocate and say we're sliding, we're trading, we're doing anything. Based off of the activity that we're seeing going on in the NHL, you look at the trades, Galchenyuk is already on to his ninth team uh, yesterday. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Galchenyuk, but that's insane. You, yeah. And, and, and we're not going to go down this path. Actually, it's going to be a relief, but um, it looks like LA is going to be making that push oh, for. Yeah. For Dubois, who, so we can fuck off with name. that. With, yeah, we, we'll we'll fuck off yeah. with that uh, yeah. that talk right there. But it seems as though there are a lot of different teams that are lining up to mm -hmm. make significant changes, significant moves. And I think if there's anything that I'm expecting or or hoping, hoping more than expecting in this draft this upcoming Wednesday, is that we're gonna see another move like what Kent Hughes did. Acquiring Kirby mm -hmm. Doc at the draft, 
moving Romanov, getting that pick, doing everything. I, I think I, I think the, the the league is primed for a shit ton of trades to actually be occurring um at the at the draft. And and then I'm gonna again I'm gonna reiterate, I will very much put my stamp and say we're not moving at five. Any one of those four guys, if it's whoever's left at five, we're we're picking up that guy. But I do think, especially with that 31st pick, and and maybe we can transition to that right right here and, and now. Mm-hmm. But that 31st pick, I think it's something that could very much be in play. And uh, I'm I'm watching out for those Montreal Canadiens bad contracts that uh, that we have and we have to get rid of. Uh, for sure, I don't want them to trade the 31st pick. Let's hear it. I want them to select Bradley Nedo. Bob McKenzie has him ranked at 31st. Uh, if you look at Bradley Nedo's stats within the British Columbian uh, Hockey League, this guy put up here. Let me Bradley Nedo. In, 113 points in 50 games. 113 points in 50 games. And he is going to the NCAA, I think, uh, University of Maine. And not to mention, in playoffs, in 17 games, you have 35 points, 17 goals. So a goal a game. <laughs> so this is another... This, he, he's reminding me of Caulfield. Hmm. I encourage you all to go research Bradley Nedo. Uh, he's a one inch taller Caulfield. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joey, you're back. Joey, much better. much better. Joey, I don't want the Canadians to trade the 31st pick. No, nor they should. I just, I, I don't know why things are, I don't know why things are complicated. Like, no, I, miss, that, that, I miss Chris is talking about trading uh, down and up. Um, I get it, but why are we making things complicated? The top five, just pick one of the five that McKenzie has on his list. That's my frustration. Why do we complicate it by thinking of Leonard, Reinbacker, trading the 31st? I know it's easier said than done. We're fans. I get it. But if you want that game-breaking player, I just don't see I just don't see Leonard or Reinbacker being as it, nor do I think trading the 31st is a good situation for us. What what are your thoughts on Bradley Nadeau? I think he's good. I, I think Amazing. he's good. Will he be my first choice? I don't know. I'll see closer. I know you like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's so many options you can you can go there. If you don't if you want a defenseman, it's a really good spot to take one. Uh but it you know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I, I feel like maybe it's media garbage. Maybe I don't know Hughes as much as we think we do. <laughs> but a lot of what's saying about trading the 31st and the top five, it could be just media, you know, spewing out bullshit before the draft. But it seems like it's so complicated for nothing. And I, I don't know why. Did Have you have you watched some of uh, Bradley Nadeau's highlights? No, I've just heard. I've just heard good things about him. Dude, he he's another Caulfield type. If you, Right-handed shot. If you look at his style... Like he he he's another Caulfield man, and the kid's got a wicked shot. He's got a wicked shot, dude. I think he could be that first round diamond in the rough. How tall is he? Because you said he's like Caulfield. He's like, he's, I, like he's five ten five. He's five ten five eleven something like that. The thing is, this whole uh, thing we're uh, drafting too many small players. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, who's the, I under, who's the end? Who's the playoff MVP? And how tall was he? <laughs> I agree with you. I, I agree because okay. that's that was the whole thing about drafting Mitchkov, right? It's because of the height. One of the things ah. is the height beyond the whole Russian politics, like the player himself. It's it's because of height. So I agree, but oh, again, we make too. things too complicated. We really do. Listen. I, I, I just I just don't see them. I don't know if they're gonna make a splash like they did last year. They're they're gonna try, but I don't. I think, think they'll try, but I don't like think I don't gonna yield any results. The, the, the only big RFA name is that I can think of off the top of my head is Pierre Luc Dubois, and okay. I just don't think that's gonna happen. I just really don't. Did you read the the, the latest what RDS was writing about Kent Hughes? Is that Kent Hughes is adamant that I don't know if this if, if the smoke screen, but he's adamant that not. Divergent from his original plan, you know what I'm saying? So this is he we won't don't, get a player and ruin his plan. No, we don't know his. Dude, but then again, is that a smoke screen? You know, what he's, I mean? of course he's the best. He, he, Fuck. he might he might be the best fucking poker. So player he might be playing GM hard to get, so that GMs go of to course. him. You know what I'm saying? So of course. I hope that's the case. Oh my god, but, of, but of course again. he is, dude. He's not. He he's. I'm telling you, like last I, last year, to the best of my memory, he made it seem like, oh yeah, we took we like Shane Wright, we took him out to dinner and yeah. all that stuff. Da, 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 da. They didn't even do the same thing to Slavkowski. Slavkowski didn't go to the combine, and look what ended up happening. So I'm just saying, like it, it, it he's good at hiding these things. He really, really is. So but Sam, do you see him as a type of guy who take Mishkov with all the baggage? That's my worry. Okay. Okay, the ba- what's the? There's only one baggage, like I I I, I don't. Yeah, but it's I, a big one for Mackenzie to drop him in his ranking. Yeah, but he's a Toronto fan, Mackenzie. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's but he's still he's still the top five, and okay, that's the problem. What's the baggage? The three years? The no, three year the, the baggage is the whole uh, everything that's going on in Russia. The that's why he dropped. Aspect. It's not. It's not the contract, like. You realize every every prospect besides Bedard, maybe maybe Fantilli is still two three years away. Yeah. So it makes that makes no difference. What's different is you obviously can't control his development and everything politically that's going on in Russia. That's really the thing. Yeah, that's why he but... dropped even for McKenzie. Like it's not it's not a it's not a small thing where it does affect your draft ranking. Supposedly he dropped from two. Or maybe three to fifth because of this. So that's that's still nah, pretty. But- yeah, I agree. I want Mitchkov. That's my number one choice, and that's where I can either be happy or upset come Wednesday. But the only yeah. reason why he probably dropped him is because you we could barely have scouted him. That's why no, they weren't able to watch. That. They weren't able to watch much of him. We didn't see him at the World Juniors. Bob Rob, I'm sure his videos. That's 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 the only. <laughs> I, I I think that's the only reason why they dropped him. Because if it was really yeah. a problem, he'd drop like, no, look, with all the, I, I don't think teams are gonna are gonna take him. Like he only dropped from two to five. Like it's yeah. it's it's nothing drastic, in my opinion, at least. It's I, I think that's pretty big, two to five. I think it's big. Listen, oh, you, you, you meant you mentioned it, Joey. Whoever we draft is not coming to the NHL to the Canadians within two, three years, anyways. Yeah. yeah, but knowing us, I know it's a new management, but it's still the same organization with the same principle. I can see us just grabbing a Leonard 
and then me throwing my computer out the window. Oh, but why? <laughs> no, no, that's that's but Mark why? Bergevin right there. I'm yeah, gonna interject and not, I'm gonna say that's not. a Mark. That's a stupid Mark Bergevin. Oh, we like his character, his culture, uh, whatever. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I so Chris, how would you react if that's the pick? Because that's my feeling right now. It's, it's well, Leonard's I would be, be surprised. I would okay. I would be surprised as shit if that would be the pick. But the difference, the difference between emotional Mark Bergevin and tactical, logical approach of Hughes and Gorton together, and and that's that's the, again, I'm going to reiterate that beauty on on another as another element. It's two individuals who are making decisions together. Obviously they're relying on their scouting staff, but I find as though I find that the approach to making decisions is on a business basis, uh, is on a like more strategic level. It's logical. It's calculated. Mark Bergevin, whether it be contracts, whether it be trades, like, you know, they were fucking emotional. PK Subban, oh, this guy's a problem. Fucking get rid of it. I'm not complaining about that trade, but there are so many things that Mark Bergevin did that tied back to emotional fucking decisions. The only one, the only one player in this draft that's standing out for Kent Hughes that he's he's clearly shown a little bit more love for has been Will Smith because there have been ties to this kid since he was much younger and he saw him grow up from a kid to a man to to just about being a pro. And I think when when Hughes has mentioned culture, you think about he brought in Mike Matheson, a genuinely good guy, a good individual who's got, I'm sorry to say it, and uh, and uh, this is where we're going to get our uh, mature rating, but he's he's keeping his nose out of the fucking white powder. He's keeping his ass out of the clubs here in Montreal. He's not going to be getting into trouble outside of this. So <laughs> I just think that Will Smith is that player that Kent Hughes can say, not only is he a top five, like a top five guaranteed talent, I know this kid's background. I know this kid is coming into a, a hockey insane market that, they're going to be trying to get him out. They're going to be trying to, you know, fucking throw him off. And I can trust this kid to stay fucking on board, uh, focused on the task at hand. And and that's why I think there would be a fa like favoritism towards Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Other than that, fucking Matt Vemichkov, the upside that he has, I think is far superior than those four guys that we've been mentioning all episode. I think that's just a guy that you cannot pass on. And if he's still there, that's the only situation in which I'm getting fucking frustrated. As much as there's an asterisk and there's a fucking risk that he's not going to be coming here for the first three years, that guy just has way too much upside, way too much talent, way too much potential to yeah, pass up on. So per selfishly, Mishkov is my pick, but I do still very much think that Gorton will be eyeballing and, and informing himself about the price to potentially go after a safe pick that he trusts, that he knows in Will Smith. Chris, so I leave it at that. This is the frightening situation. This is what what's probably scares me like literally every day up until we get to the draft. The situation is the top four are gone. I have no doubt in my mind if Carlson, Smith, or Fantilli is available, Hughes would pick them. Our, my only That's doubt right. and the, the, the scary situation for myself and probably I'd say at least over 60 to 70% of half fans is Matt Pay Mitchkoff is five and, you're, and Hughes is coming up to the podium. You think he's going to pick Mitchkov? Okay, so Smith is picked? this question? Yeah, the top yeah, four yeah, if, pick. If, you're at five, and Mitchkov is there. If not, you're going I, down to Leonard, Ryan, or Benson, etc. I, I, I think so. 
so okay this is and this is my answer to your question joey if Hughes walks up on that stage and Mishkov is still on the board, all the other four guys, like the other three guys have been drafted, Bedard, of course, gone too. If Kent Hughes is not drafting Mishkov, it's because he knows something that we don't. I I know it seems as though between between Nick Brobrov, between the connections that they have, if they're not picking this guy, logically speaking it's because they definitely know that there's going to be problems. Or not necessarily themselves. problems, but what's, maybe what's difficult the problem? for them what's the problem? Like, the When I say problems is he might never come to North America. Oh, he oh. has he has expressed a genuine disinterest in coming to play for Montreal or in the NHL on the whole. Uh, there Which might be family issues. There, 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 I'm, I'm just saying. Right, but they haven't interviewed him. We're, we're fans. Yeah, we're fans sitting on the outside. All I'm saying is, not, not, I'm not trying to come up with logical, like with reasons. I'm just saying, if Kent Hughes is not drafting this guy, I have confidence that it's for the right reason and it's a logical reason. And if he drops even more down from five, then but that this, could actually cement what Chris is saying. There this might, is this is my counter. This my counter argument. I would think the reasons are not the reasons people will believe. I think he will play in the NHL. I think mm-hmm. he wants to come here. He has yeah. said it himself. Yeah, of course. I don't. Th- I. I still to this day do not know of a top Russian prospect that has never not come over exactly. to the NHL. Whether exactly. it's two years, three years, Joey. four years, five years, six years, they have all come over. Right. I'm not going to say without problems, but they've all come over. My problem, my thinking is the problems he will have will be like I can't develop the kid. I do not know what's going on in Russia in terms of if I can get him over sooner. No, but, and those yeah. are not or, the valid reasons. Like not being... I, or how about this, Joey? Um, they're, so the Habs have been spending, let's say, the last three years in building a certain team based on certain character, based on certain work ethic or mentality. And, and then you draft this kid that's not necessarily known. He's a man of injury is, is what they commonly call him. He, we pick him. He comes in three years, and he totally doesn't mesh with with Nick Suzuki. He doesn't like some people on the team. Yeah, and this conflict that could be anybody. Could, not necessarily. Not if you're drafting based on proper due diligence. That I'm sure Nick and Ken. Yeah, but why are some uh, people thinking that he has an attitude problem? Exactly. As if where, where, like, where, where is this coming? They don't. No, that's some people like yes. Yeah, I know. But some of these but, people, they're, 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 they're talking. And I'm not saying he has one. The kid is like, shut the fuck up. You're, you're, you're in your basement somewhere in North America. Right. Like, and I'm not up. saying he has an issue. I'm just saying maybe that's yeah, I know. the factors behind their. Right. Like, what what factors that different? Like, how do you know how a guy will be in three years fitting with the rest of the team? Well, because it's only off interviews, Joey. It's going to be easier to, uh, to to track because they're in North America versus in Russia or things to that effect. Yeah, but I think Adam Nichols Adam Nicholas is still going to do his job. Like, I'm he, sure. I I I don't think I I I just don't think, or that's that's the feeling I get. I don't, I don't think know. he has a character issue. I'm just saying. Well, there's that no, like nobody, like like no, like if if, if scouts have a hard time fucking getting getting videos of him or getting to go is that see true, the though? kid. 
well, did yeah, they not because, really see him? Well, they, they have some videos, but there weren't that many scouts that were able to go there and, and actually see him play live. Like, if, if these people within the business have a hard time doing it, like, fucking Joe Schmuck on Twitter, what the fuck does he know about, about Mishkov's character? Like, shut right, the fuck right, up. Right. So, this dude, Ad, 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 dude Adam Nicholas, literally, he has been contacting every single prospect within the depth chart of the Canadians, making sure they're on track with their development on the ice, off the now, ice, how they're doing everything. Now, he's going to, if they do that Mich- with Mitchkov, is what I'm trying to they, say. I'm they, sure they, he will. They'll find a way. Well, if, then, Nick, dude, Nick Bobrov is here. Like, that's I, it. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't th- so, some people are like, oh, just because we have Bobrov doesn't mean anything. Right. Eh, I think it does mean something. You know, like so, we talk about Kent Hughes, d- dude, Jeff Gordon has a role in this too. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. That's right. This, this, this is not, look. The final say is on Kent Hughes' shoulders. But it's the double-headed monster that we talk about for so many times. That Dude, I I think Mishkov is a type of player that Jeff Gordon would select if he 100%. was the GM of the Rangers and, they were, and the Rangers were in this position. Yeah. I truly believe that. I could be wrong, but this, this, is, this is my feel. Then you could argue, oh, well, he drafted Lafreniere, he drafted Capocaco. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Their coach has been putting them on the third line since they came into the league. They're not giving them top... It's a different story between the Rangers lineup and the Montreal Canadiens lineup. So that's true. I, I it's time I, I do worry about the because um, I know uh, Hughes has one of the toughest interviews out of. Oh, a lot they of didn't. PMs. They didn't do that this year. Apparently, apparently he toned it down this year. Okay, because what I was gonna say is like someone like Mitchkov who doesn't speak English yet going through a translator might all you might not always get the best. Yeah. Expressions. Yeah, Bobrov can Bob probably speak there. it. Well, exactly. Bobrov is there. Yeah. Somebody he for sure knows, well, at least through through Bobrov's dad with his yeah. time. With, with I, I yeah. we're gonna get well informed on Mitch Crowd. I'm, I'm Look, I, oh, I I'm think sure. Wednesday. I might have this feeling. I may, maybe well, well, we'll give our prediction of who we pick. I just think we might be in that situation Wednesday, and I might throw my computer out the window. That's that's <laughs> question. Really, uh, Joe, question. 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 Um, question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead, Zook. No, 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 no. you go ahead. Just a quick question. Can he, let's say we draft Mitch Krav. Is there a way he could terminate that contract sooner than three years? No. Yes. No. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Mitch Koff would have to buy out his own contract. Got it. And Montreal, I'm not going to say under the table, have to right, find right. a way but to it's possible. compensate him. Of course it is. Yeah. 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 I'm just curious. It's, 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 will he do Jeff it? Probably not. Well, but... dude, for a player of the caliber of Ovechkin, that's, I would do it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's... Like, if you're the Montreal Canadiens and you have that, fucking but, do it. But, Zook, I, I, I'm telling you, besides, more, but... like I said, Bedard and maybe Fantilli, every other prospect seems like, and this is highly improbable, one year away, most likely two to three years away. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which his contract is again three years. So, yeah. What, what's what's one more year? What's on one more that, season? On that note, too, we're going to be getting it. Say we draft him, he's going to be coming to the Canadians on an entry level contract for what three years at two at the bare minimum two years. So a, two because a he's coming forty goal yeah. scorer in your team at nine hundred thousand dollars. And when How was the last? When was our last forty goal scorer? No, no, right. No, it will be Caulfield. Not to say that the Habs at the same time could sign a fucking higher end player uh, to, to complement what we're already getting. Our it, last forty goals. Our last forty goal scorer. I case. think our last forty goal scorer to the top of my memory was Brian Bellows in '93 when they won. 
So yeah. to the best of my memory, oh. I'm sure there's and more. And our our last hundred point player was Max Naslin in the eighties. No, 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 right? no, no. Uh, Riche. No, Riche no, had fifty goals. Fifty, uh, yeah. What was his assist? They were not far. No, I, it wasn't a hundred. I wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. No. Our last hundred point player was Max Naslin. No, wow. and 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 if we draft Will Smith, guys, on that subject, he's going to be in the NCAA for two years minimum. And if yeah. it's one of those, if he's one of those guys that like really puts emphasis on education, the importance of it, like Jordan Harris, he might he be there for be. three or four. But and, you know, you know what I mean. That, I, I might be happy. I might be happy if actually if Mitchkov gets selected before. I'm not going to be super happy, but I'll be at least at ease because then I know Montreal's going to get Smith-Carlson, Like I kind of want to avoid the situation. Yeah. We've said That's this how in the fear, chat. feared I am of this. Yeah, well, we said That's this in the chat. He better, better he gets picked. Better Mishkov gets picked above us than below us. That's well, what you want. I, I don't know. Like, wouldn't you want that? Have that choice? But again, we would have uh, the choice. That, 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 that choice, Joel. What do you want? We're, it's 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 a, this, this it's a draft. You don't have much choice yeah. on, until it comes to your actual time to pick. Yeah. Look, the only situation I'll be frustrated is if we if we have the opportunity and we pass. But if he gets picking taken before, at least we could say, uh, okay, we're getting one of the top five, which which you, you know it's it's a blessing at least. So yeah, that's that. Boys, before uh we wrap this up, just take a couple of minutes to talk about the return of Sean Monahan. Breaking on news on a one-year extension worth 1.985 million dollars. Honestly, I didn't think Sean Monahan was coming back. Um, no, this is an this is this is uh, a I think it's a perfect contract. Low, it's there's literally little to no risk at all. Bring him back. I think it's because they feel well. Two things. I think why they're bringing him back. There's still. Not sure yet. With they, I think they still want to try Doc at 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 wing with Caulfield and Suzuki, yeah. Which could open that speculation of that of them drafting Smith, but huh? whatever. But that, that we'll get there. Well, we already spoke about that. I personally think he's he, he's this around this he's around the same age as Anderson. You add in another guy that you know keeps the kids in line. Teaches them. I think he's there. Doc really liked playing with him. Doc like playing. You know who else liked playing with him? Slav. Slav. Slavkowski. And I think he's brought back to literally help this kid in his sophomore season. Play on the same line with him. Yeah. They looked good together. The, Did you like, hear what Kent Hughes said about him though? He's like a, a healthy Monahan was extremely useful for the Montreal Canadiens. So a thousand, a thousand percent. And here's um, the thing: he's healthy. That's the that's thing. that's the key. The key word is health, and you know, if he does stay healthy, look, they they learned, they definitely learned from his from their mistakes. You know, dealing with Monahan's injury. Look, maybe the confidence this time the surgery was well was, was well executed. Uh, the rehab well, like, was well done. He says he says he feels great. Uh, you know, I I loved how Monahan said like he absolutely he says that every loved- year. Sure. <laughs> Last year, yeah, man. I'm look, I, look, I, I, I know he's one injury away from being either Robocop or, or Gallagher. What was it, Sam? Brendan Gallagher. I had a full off season. Yada three yada goals. yada. Yeah, but, 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 but anyways. <laughs> but yeah, three. but the thing is, is that let's say if he is healthy, I, maybe Hughes can try once again to trade him at the deadline That's, to to yeah. a contender. Yeah, and then and then we take it from there. Mm-hmm. Get another fucking first yeah. round pick. <laughs> I don't mind it. This kills the PLD rumor, so I'm good with it. 
Yeah, oh, you, act, you 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 truly believe it does? Like I, we, we, I didn't think PLD was coming here to begin with, and it doesn't seem like he is. I'm not he's making speaking, it a PLD topic. It just no, 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 for sure. Signing Monahan, it, it I don't know. It seems to be the case, and maybe this is something Hughes can move at the deadline because I don't. I again, I don't think we'll be a playoff team no. this year again, but it could be uh, somebody that Hughes can move at the deadline and maybe get mm-hmm. some access. You know that we lost last year for. Him, Edmondson, yeah. and a few other guys. Well, again, I think the medical staff with with whoever the new members are going to be, they're definitely going to learn their lesson in general and especially yeah. with Monaghan. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. To your point, Joey, like on top of having trade value, uh, I think Monaghan, much like a guy like Matheson, is just a good human being, a good mm-hmm. individual. We have yeah. a young captain. We have a young leadership group. He was a leader in Calgary. Great extra support for Nick Suzuki uh, here. Great role model for other guys who are going to be future leaders of this team. Caulfield, Gooley, uh, Jackeye. So I think that's a win right over there. And then you talk about Slavkovsky. Um, I think that's possibly one of the most important points. Not only did you have Slavkovsky's dad saying, yeah, he really appreciates and it's really advantageous for him to be playing on the line with Monaghan. I think... Unfortunately, Sapkowski, especially not having the full, let's say, defensive awareness and responsibility right now, when you place him with, like, you can't place him with Suzuki, you can't place it, and, and Caulfield, you can't really place him with Doc because, unfortunately, those guys have a great offensive potential, but they themselves don't have the same defensive responsibility as a guy like Monaghan does. So, in other words, Sapkowski can go ahead and develop and, and push a little bit more, take those riskier plays on the ice knowing that he's got a guy who's going to back him up. So again, for the overall development of Slavkovsky, uh, fantastic. So all around, I'm very happy. And then, and then you talk about, you talk about not only the length, but just the, the amount that he's getting paid. Great deal yeah. for the Montreal yeah, Canadiens. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and again, you full circle, you go towards the end of the year. If he's having a great year and you say, Monaghan, you've been great. Um, would you like another chance at winning a cup? Absolutely. We'll the cup. Okay, that's yeah. potentially mm-hmm. a first round mm-hmm. pick, second round pick. So yep. depends how he does. But, means. Yeah, but uh, absolutely. But another thing we realize is this: it it takes a load off Suzuki's shoulders too. Yes, to go up to go up against uh, top lines within their division. Which... You could put, you could put you could put a Monahan in in the defensive zone on the faceoff against Anas and Matthews or Sam. Uh, Do you remember the beginning of the season? how in- incredible pace Nick Suzuki was on with points and goals because of that. Absolutely. It, 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 it's it, were like it, at it, a crazy pace well, because it, of the Monaghan factor. It, it didn't help that Monaghan went down and it definitely didn't no, help that. Suzuki, that's when it started that, that to get Cof- harder for the that Caulfield. Yeah. It didn't help that Caulfield went down too, but yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? Like we talk about uh, Christian Dvorak, uh, you know, being good in, in the defensive zone at center, but having, having a Monaghan there too, it just it just takes a, a, I, I think it relieves a lot more pressure off of Suzuki's shoulders. It adds flexibility. Yeah, yeah it so, does because as soon as Monahan got injured, we noticed the first line started to slow down scoring because that's exactly. all they pay attention to. We had nobody yeah. else that could score. Yeah, they put Doc at center because well, he's originally a centerman. So like you take Doc away from Suzuki on that same line, it it oh, another good reason to pick Mitchkoff, just saying. Yeah. Maybe or Listen, let's wrap this up. One pick each. 
Oh my god, I don't know. You guys Wait, gotta... before before we get to the pick, one mm-hmm. thing I forgot yeah. to mention the Russian prospect I'm talking about was Simashev. I know he's a okay. lefty, plays on the left side. Yeah. Him I'd like to see Sam and second round, I'd love to see if we draft Habral. Six foot six. The goalie. Big goalie, yeah. Second yeah. round. Yeah. Possible. Okay. Possible. I've heard so, good things about him. So real quick, Joe. You you wanting okay that defenseman yeah he's a left-handed shot uh, he's at six four and I've heard good things about yeah, him I no, know he's rushing whatever but let's just keep a reminder that Kentu said now we know sometimes he plays poker but he did say we will be picking the best available player if we evaluate or we value two players that are just as good but one could address a need at a certain position that we might take it then. But until we've evaluate that, we are picking the n- next best available player. That's my hope for Habral in the second round. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, but I like Trey Augustine too, though. The American. Yeah, that yeah, would be a bad they're, 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 They were both very good. So I still haven't picked. So Joe, I'm going to go counter. I'm going to go. go clockwise. So go Joe, Joe, we'll start with you. Uh, can I go last? Yes. Zook, you're next. <laughs> so, the fifth pick? The fifth pick. I'm not going to go on emotion because I'm not Benjamin. So, let's go with the most <laughs> logical pick, Will Smith. Okay. Chris? I like that pick. Montreal Canadiens, there's a rich history. We've always been very welcoming to our Russian friends. We have, yes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, like, the Trachiacs uh, in mind and everything. Let's welcome with with a very warm welcome to Matt Day Mishkov. Yes, sir. Uh, Joey, I haven't picked yet, so go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... <laughs> now scour through all those tw- uh, twi- tweets oh, that God. you read. No, Sam, go. Go. <laughs> I can't. Come on, Sam. I... I think Mishkov will not drop to five. I think he's going to get picked before. Yeah. So, therefore, I'm going with Will Smith. Uh, there's two Will Smiths. Uh, I, I originally wanted to go with Smith, but I'll, cha- I'll change it. S- screw it. I'm <laughs> I'm going to go Ryan Leonard. Fuck it. I'm going to be so pissed what? that day. Let's oh, my it. God. <laughs> completely out of left field. I just I don't know. We'll we'll get into the Mitchkoff. I have that feeling the Mitchkoff situation might happen and we might pass, but we'll see. I'm just picking different oh from you guys. My initially, my thought was Will Smith, but anyways, I'll just say Leonard. All I just right. I just want to be wrong. That's okay. my hope. So Leonard was Will Smith's winger, right? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. they dom- they dominated. So, uh, they dominated yeah. in the. the but I, I don't like I, I don't like Zuki. He has this Kachuk Kachuk type game, which. Which is fine, but he's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Our thoughts and opinions on who are the Canadians going to pick? Oh my God! Wednesday night. Can we fast forward to Wednesday night, please? Listen. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Like and subscribe to the Curfew Boys on YouTube. Tell your friends about us. Please subscribe to us. That's the best way for us to feel the love. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, please rate us a five stars. Show us the love, please. 
or an honest rating and review. That's always good as well. To Joey, Chris, and Zook, uh, thank you. Like, I already have the butterflies now. Like, I'm fucking, <laughs> I, I can't wait for Wednesday. But um, thanks for doing this on a Sunday morning. Enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Enjoy your Sunday altogether. And don't forget, we will be here on YouTube live, live on YouTube, a live reaction of the Curfew Boys at the 2023 NHL entry draft in yes, so Nashville. Come with us. Oh my God. So listen, if we're going to be live, you comments, join the party, do what it is you have to do to uh, entertain yourself on that night. But uh, I can't wait. Tell your friends about us once again. Anthony and Adrian, you got to be there too. So, boys, until Wednesday night. Bye now. Bye now. Good night. Good afternoon.